It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Thursday morning, a nice Thursday morning. A few showers coming in extreme western Wisconsin, coming in from southern Minnesota. But as the morning moves on, moves on those showers will, I don't know, kind of stop, dissipate, go away, whatever, whatever word you want to use. But it looks like a nice warm day again, about 79 today, about that tomorrow. Saturday, a few degrees cooler. Sunday is a cool day, 65 for Mother's Day. But all in all, not bad again. If you're out planting today or spreading fertilizer, whatever you're doing, do it safely. And if uh, you're going to be driving around the countryside, especially on some of the county roads, the town roads, be very careful. Let these pieces of farm equipment Get to where they're going. Don't try and pass them because, again, we don't want to have accidents. Safety first. We're not in that big a hurry. A busy morning today. We're going to go to the Chippewa Falls FFA banquet Sunday night, and we talked to three young ladies, uh, really, that were kind of the the leaders of the Chippewa Falls FFA this year, the student leaders, and uh, we'll hear from them and all the awards that were presented and what their career futures are. Good young people up there at Chippewa Falls. We'll do that about 520 this morning. So we'll hear from the Chippewa Falls FFA. Also, we'll hear from another one of the people that testified at that Monday hearing put on by uh, Tom Tiffany having to do with the uh, farm bill. And that's Ben Augustine. And uh, he's the director of the Wisconsin Corn Growers, a farmer, of course, in the area. And uh, he testified, talked about some of the things that uh, the corn industry, the crops industry, crop insurance and things like that that uh, are going to be needed. Allison Dairyland, the finals getting underway down, way down in the Elkhorn area this weekend, Saturday night. We'll know who our new Allison Dairyland is. Also, if we can get to it, the Department of Agriculture announced the 2023 meat processor grant recipients. Eight in all, five of them are in western Wisconsin. So we'll talk about that. Maximum grants of $50,000 for each project. And, uh, again, it was a competitive review price, so we'll talk about that. And we're going to talk about things going on, challenges in other countries as far as agriculture, and especially in Holland. In Brazil, they're looking at getting even more aggressive as far as growing crops. They already grow two corn crops. Now they're looking at three, and they're looking at ways to do it. And again, they're coming to the United States for the technology, and we're going to give them the technology, and that's going to put put us under more pressure. We've exported our technology all over the world to improve agriculture, and I know we've got a lot of people to feed in this world, and I have no problem sharing our technology, but it's costing our farmers a lot of money when we give it away. All right, we've got uh, a nice morning out there. The day's going to get nice and warm. We'll tell you how warm next on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, how warm will it get today? We're going to tell you thanks to the Chilson Automotive Group sponsoring our weather on Wax. Don't forget, new 2023 Subaru Outbacks are now available. Just go to ChilsonMotors.com and take a look at all of them. Good day to do that, or even better day to go to the lot. Go to Chilson's Lot, 79, kind of cloudy today. We've got some early showers moving in to western Wisconsin, but as uh, they move farther into the state, 
they'll back off a little bit, and uh, as weather people say, they will dissipate later on this morning. But a high today is going to be in the upper 70s, just like tomorrow, upper 70s. Saturday, mid-70s, and again, partly sunny and maybe a sprinkle here and there. Sunday looks like the best chance of rain on Mother's Day and the coolest day here the next week or two. 65 is the high on Mother's Day, and then back into the 70s on Monday and Tuesday. Monday should be a dandy. About 75 and full sunshine. Hey, we've got 54 degrees now, upper 70s. Some folks probably going to see 80 today and a few early showers in some places in western Wisconsin. It's also a minute after 5, and this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. That means news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is reiterating his claim that the 2020 election was rigged. He made the comments during Wednesday's CNN Town Hall event in New Hampshire. Trump noted that he would suspend talk of election fraud during his run for president in 2024 unless he sees election fraud. The event came one day after he was found liable in his civil case for sexual abuse and defamation. Trump took questions from local Republicans and undeclared voters ahead of the 2024 GOP primary. Border towns are bracing for the end of Title 42 today. Immigrants say they're having a hard time with an app that helps them get an appointment to enter the U.S. legally. I have people do their app, and they get an appointment, like, in three days. I'm like, what is it? I mean, I'm doing the same process. I just can't get an appointment. The COVID-era policy has been used to quickly turn back migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. Migrants are massing at the U.S.-Mexico border now, trying to cross into the country. The White House says the border is secure, but Republicans say the Biden administration has ignored this growing problem for two years. California Senator Dianne Feinstein is back on Capitol Hill. Brian Shook fills us in. The Democrat returned Wednesday after a month-long absence due to a bout with shingles. She told reporters she feels much better, but her doctors told her to work a lighter schedule as she continues to deal with complications as part of her recovery. She missed votes early Wednesday, and questions remained about whether she'll appear Thursday for the Senate Judiciary Committee's markup of nominations. I'm Brian Shook. And former NFL receiver Henry Ruggs III formally pleaded guilty on Wednesday to a deadly car crash in 2021. Police say Ruggs was speeding over 150 miles per hour on a residential road in Nevada when he crashed into another car, killing the driver and their dog. Ruggs now faces three years to ten years in a Nevada state prison. He's set to be sentenced in August. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ah, once again, pretty nice weather as we're getting into the fields. I know someplace it's still way Farm too markets. wet, but a lot of things are uh, happening out there. So again, hopefully we're uh, going to get our crops in the ground here and uh, a lot of places looking for, looking for places to uh, dry up. Mother Nature's going to help a little bit with that today. Not early, especially if you're way over in western Wisconsin, because uh, we do have cloudy skies with early showers moving in from the west. They're going to break up and stop uh, as the morning goes along. But about 79 today and tomorrow, tomorrow partly sunny. And again, a chance of these pop-up showers around the area here for the next few days. But uh, nice and warm, upper 70s today, tomorrow, and even on Saturday. Sunday is the clinker where it looks like Mother's Day. We've got a better chance of rain and highs only in the mid-60s. 
sun on Monday in about 75. Right now, everybody's in the 50s. 58 in Rice Lake. 51 in Medford. Wausau Marshfield at 53. La Crosse at 59. Green Bay, Milwaukee at 52. The Madison Sun Prairie area at a pleasant 56 this morning. And we're 54 here in the Chippewa Valley. Hey, we've got market numbers for you. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, the market's brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. So let's check the numbers. Cash livestock so far this week. Choice fed beef steers trading mostly in a range from 166 to 183 with the mixed steers. 108 to 165. Choice fed heifer, beef heifers, 165 to 181. Mixed heifers, 106 to 164. Choice fed Holstein steers, $1.40 to $1.58. Select and silage fed, 93 to 139. Cows, 84 to 99, topping at 118. The bulls trading from 78 to 118. Butcher hogs this week, 35 to 80. The sows, 15 to 22. And the boars, 8 to 14. Fed market lambs 135 to 160. The feeder lambs 110 to 235. Ewes 42 to 115. The small goats 110 and down. Medium goats 50 to 240. The large goats 165 to 440. And the nanny goats 230 and down. And taking a look at uh, what happened uh, yesterday as far as futures are concerned. In the livestock industry, they were mostly lower across the board. June live cattle. 163 even, that's down 92. August, 161.17, down 37. October, 165 even, that's down 32. And December live cattle, 169.50, that's down a half a dollar. Feeder cattle, the August contract, 225.15, down 97. September, 228.37, down 127. October, 230.77, down 122. And November, 231.90. Down a dollar two. The only up arrow we see in futures livestock trading yesterday was the May hog contract. That was seventy six fifty seven at the close. That was up thirty cents, and then the out months were lower. June hogs eighty four seventeen down twenty two. July at eighty five ninety seven down fifty two, and August at eighty seven fifteen. That was down twelve. Board of trade was mixed yesterday, and of course we'll get a big USDA report coming out tomorrow, so that always plays on the markets a day or two before we have that. Also, uh, we've got good planting progress, and yesterday on the day trade, corn was higher, beans were a little lower overnight. July corn, though, went down three cents, sitting at 590 a bushel this morning. The oats down three to four at 333. July wheat down six at 635. Soybeans down six at 1397. Soybean meal down 90 cents a ton. $418.60. Dairy market's a little better yesterday, but certainly nothing to brag about. Barrel cheese up two at one fifty-three and a half. The blocks up five and three quarters at dollar sixty-seven. Butter unchanged two thirty-nine and a half. The class three for May up six sixteen forty-six. June up thirty-one seventeen nineteen. July up twenty-two at seventeen eighty-seven. August up nine eighteen fifty-four. In September up two cents at nineteen oh six. But through the fall and uh, early into about next February, those prices were mixed on the um, mercantile where the uh, dairy markets are traded. Coming up, we're going to hear from another one of the folks that testified on Monday at uh, Representative Tom Tiffany's Farm Bill hearing. We'll do that next. Hear from a corn grower. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Congressman Tom Tiffany had a roundtable to talk about Farm Bill priorities. I caught up with Ben Augustine. He is a Wisconsin corn producer on the board of directors. Now, what does the Wisconsin corn producers want on that Farm Bill? The big thing is protect crop insurance. Um, <laughs> we, oppose, we oppose stricter producer access to crop insurance pro- products and programs that, that are harmful to our industry. What else is on your list that needs to be on that farm bill? Market access program on foreign market development, too. Uh, he's been great programs for the last, boy, almost 20 years plus, maybe. I uh, want double the funding in it. Right now, there's a great return on investment on it. It's about a $24 we get back out of every dollar we spend in, put into it, so... Not often you get a program that has a big return of investment like that. So really working on those other markets. Yes, foreign markets and our domestic market too. So. And there's also something that you guys want to talk about is conservation. Tell me about that. Sport voluntary conservation programs. We, uh, we as growers don't like being forced much into anything. We've always been stewards of the land. We always have been, always will be, because it's always been the best interest for us. Um, two is, you know, we want to do it voluntarily, but also there's these deadlines, too, that some of these growers have to meet with these programs. You want that flexibility, more flexibility. And you talked about voluntary, but there's still this little aspect of providing resources, too. Do you think that's a valuable point? Very super valuable point. Um, I know even equipment to do some of this conservation stuff is very expensive. Uh, it's not so much the large guys that have issues. It's the smaller farmers that have the issues. You know, They just can't afford some of this stuff. And We need that help to, for these guys to be able to maybe afford it or rent it or just go in together as, and buy some of these equipment or to do participate in these programs to make that happen. And that was Ben Augustine from the Corn Producers with some Farm Bill topics. And I'm Joe Welke. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 54 degrees, looking for a high today and tomorrow, Saturday, and well into the 70s. little rain early this morning as uh, we go through the day. And then uh, that will... Uh, back off and um, hopefully we got a day we can get some work done in the fields well alice and dairyland finals are underway the 76th alice and dairyland finale and uh, that's well on the 13th we will find out who our new alice is that'll be uh, coming up all this weekend as they they travel the county down there and uh, the way down in southern wisconsin so again it's down in walworth county Lots of things going on this week. So good luck to all those young ladies who are vying to be Alice in Dairyland. We're going to talk about agriculture and some of the things kind of make you scratch your head going on in other countries as we look at some farm news on WAC. Sponsored by Northside Elevator. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Just a couple of minutes, we're going to hear from uh, the officers. Some of the officers from the Chippewa Falls FFA. They had the, the biggest FFA banquet in the history of Chippewa Falls High School on Sunday night. And uh, when we hear from them and all the things they do and the awards they give out, the activity of the students, uh, you'll know why. But in the meantime, what's going on? In other countries, we've alluded to this a little bit as far as the irrigation and technology and education of the irrigation, but the challenge of big South American crops, something we're going to have to deal with going forward. That's because Brazilian officials want to learn more about irrigation 
so they can grow bigger crops. Brazilian agricultural officials have been in Nebraska to work with irrigation experts to begin talks and demonstrations on developing an irrigation system in Brazil. Reports from DTN, the Data Transmission Network, say Brazilian officials see tremendous growth in their crops when they learn how to irrigate. In the state of Mato Grosso, which is right in the center of the country, that's Brazil's leading crop-growing region, officials say less than 2% of the cropland is irrigated. And they added that irrigating the land would mean they could grow three corn crops a year instead of just two. And would also mean less pressure to cut down the rainforest to produce those crops. And again, the question we have is, are we going to give them the technology? What? To, how is this all going to work? But again, Brazil, they grow two crops. They've offset our, our exports of corn are down 31% so far this year. Because Brazil with two crops has an awful lot of corn to sell. You know, we've got a stronger dollar versus the Brazilian real. So challenges around the world for corn growers not going to go away. Coming up, Chippewa Falls FFA and what kind of a year they had. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Sunday night, the Chippewa Falls FFA had their annual FFA banquet. Emery Nias is with us, the outgoing president and you know how to throw a party here. This was a big one. Yeah, we had 230 people attend this, and this is our biggest one we've had yet. So what kind of planning did you do to get this big a crowd? A lot of planning. It took a lot of making sure everybody filled out the RSVPs. We did a lot of preparing all the awards we had to print out, decorations. Everything took a very long time to plan. Well, whatever planning you did, you did well. Let's talk about something, uh, Anne-Marie, that you guys do that uh, was the first time. It was a discovery degree. What's that all about, and who's eligible, and who received those? So this year we were able to do our discovery degree, which is for 8th graders, and we were able to do an ag program for the 8th graders this year so that they could be more into FFA and be able to participate before they got into the high school and start their FFA career. So basically to do this, you have to compete, complete an FFA activity besides a meeting. Just show up to most of the things and fill out a form. And you had a lot of them that filled out the form and did what they're going to do. Yeah, this was a great start to our our program for this. So for the ones that we had filled it out, we got we had Graham Anderson, Grant Dietz, Mason Johnson, Emma Kowicki, Diesel Larson, Haven Limbar, Seth Raymond, Taylor Schozel, and Jake Westby. Well, that's great. Well, tell me about, uh, Anne-Marie, your involvement in FFA over the years because uh, you got involved in a... In a lot of things, you received a scholarship. Tell me about all your participation. Well, I started when I was a freshman, and I basically just found whatever I could do. Any service project Bergen would send out to us, I'd go do it. I did Adopt a Highway every every time we had it. We do it twice a year. Um, I've ran it multiple times. I've ran tons of community service events and like our apparel orders. I run that. I've just made sure that I was active so I had something to do my high school year, I guess. And uh, you're receiving a scholarship? Yeah, I am getting a scholarship from the alumni for going to, to go towards my CBTC education for animal science management. Congratulations. Good luck in the future. Thank you. All right. Also with us is Lizzie Smolt. And uh, Lizzie, you were the vice president this year? Yeah. 
All right, now you also received some recognition. Take us through the recognition and involvement that you had here at Chippewa Falls. So I got my state degree um, and the DeCub Award. And um, so I've been involved in FFA since freshman year. I was really shy as a freshman. Well, I still am. But the teachers just made it really great to be able to be involved, and I've always loved animals. So they gave me a great way to expand my knowledge and be involved in a club where I could do stuff with them. Now, you received the DeKalb Award, which is uh, really a recognition of involvement. What requirements do you have to get that, and what did you do? I mean, you just explained some of it. I actually just learned about it tonight, and so I don't even know what the requirements exactly were. But I have been an officer for three years and just done as much FFA stuff as I can. And uh, state degree? Uh, so that one, uh, you had to be an active FFA member and have leadership, and you also had to have an SAE project, which is a supervised agricultural experience that had a certain number of hours or money put into it. Uh, so I raise rabbits, and I also train dogs and raise cattle, and so that was my SAE that counted towards that. And uh, you also are, are going on animal education in your future. Tell us about that. Not around here, though. Yeah, so I'm planning on going for pre-vet. Um, I've wanted to be a vet for as long as I can remember. And um, I received a scholarship uh, for, to go towards my undergrad tonight. And I'm going to William & Mary out in Virginia for pre-vet. Uh, and I'll also be minoring in Chinese. And there's a little background of why you're going to Virginia. So I was born out in Virginia when my dad was in law school. Um, and so I've always kind of wanted to go back there. And they also had just a really strong sciences program. All right. Lizzie Schmolt. All right. Also with us is Natalie Schuler. And uh, Natalie, what office did you have this year? Um, I was the secretary this year. All right. And you received your state degree tour well at the state convention. Tell us about your involvement. What did you do to deserve that? My SAE hours, uh, you had to have a certain amount of community service hours, demonstrate uh, knowledge of parliamentary procedure skills, and you had to fill out this big, long application. Make sure you get that. Uh, so my SAE um, was equine entrepreneurship. So I train horses. I train my own horses. I give horse lessons, teach horse clinics. I also, part of my SAE, I raise um, pigs through 4-H, and um, I've put in extensive hours at a local dairy goat farm. So what's your future? I plan on attending the Minnesota School, Minnesota School of Horseshoeing this fall uh, and planning on becoming a farrier. Well, that's great. Scholarship for you, too? Yes, I did receive a scholarship tonight from our gracious FFA alumni here. Well, that's outstanding. And I see also we've got, uh, when we go to the state convention, we'll have somebody helping provide the music from Chippewa Falls. Yes, uh, Emily Craigness applied for the state honors band, and uh, she made it in playing um, alto, and I, I believe alto saxophone, and I, another one. So she'll be performing down at state convention and at the Wisconsin State Fair. And you recognize, you guys recognize the local business, uh, Anne Marie, for uh, all their support of FFA. Who is that? We recognize Culverts from Lake Halley because they've been gracious in providing custard multiple years for our pancake breakfast, which is a big hit for a lot of people to come. Yeah, that was a big one. I was there this year. And uh, friends of FFA, a couple of ladies from school here? Yeah, so we have Mrs. Han. She's our consumer ed teacher, and she gets her homeroom to collect the most socks for our sock members, so we thought it was a great idea to put her in as that. 
And then Mrs. Ambling, she's our librarian here, and she helped us kick off our first Healthy Living in the Pool event, and she taught us how to do water aerobics. Well, that's a good deal. And a Distinguished Service Award went to a, a member of the committee out to the west of Chippewa. Yeah, so for Distinguished Service, we did Chester Severson. He's always been helping us out with everything we need. And his daughter was our president a couple years ago, too. Well, that's good. And you also had an outstanding parent. Natalie, you know who that was? Uh, I do know who that was. That was my dad. So what did he do to become the uh, outstanding parent? Because, again, FFA chapters without alumni and parent support don't go very far. What did your dad do? Uh, well, last year we started our first annual uh, Chippewa Falls FFA chapter horse judging contest where FFA chapters from around the state uh, can come and compete. Uh, so he played a huge role in that. He was helping me haul horses, helping me uh, talk to people, getting everything set up. And then, of course, on the day of, he was helping move people around and tell people what they were doing. So he helped with that the last few years and, um, and everything else in FFA, anything he could help with, he was just there for me and Tynan. Now, Lizzie won the DeKalb Award, or received the DeKalb Award, but you received another pretty nice recognition here. Uh, yes, I um, received the Outstanding Senior Award tonight. Congratulations, and it looks like when we go to the state convention in Madison, we've got uh, somebody from Chippewa Falls that wants to be a state officer. Yes, Sophie Kaler, she graduated in 2022 from Chippewa Falls High School. She is running for a state state FFA officer down at state convention this year. Well, that's outstanding. So, big bank of 230 people. One final question for each of you. Anne-Marie Nias, the outgoing president, what has your four years in FFA and leadership role this last year meant to you? It's meant the world. It's completely changed my world upside down. I've met so many friends and just my best friends through this, and I was able to expand my knowledge for meat animals and find my future career. Oh, that's outstanding. And uh, Lizzie Schmolt? DeKalb Award winner, lots of other recognition, heading to William and Mary to be a Chinese veterinarian. What, what, did your, what did your years here at Chippewa Falls and the FFA mean to you, Lizzie? Well, my years here just really showed me that you can do anything with agriculture, and it's what the whole world depends on for everything. Um, so it's the most essential service that we have. So that's really what I learned. And also that leadership is service. Very good. Thank you, Lizzie Schmolt. Natalie Schuler. Same question to you. What did four years here meant to you? Uh, well, I do a lot of things, but FFA is definitely one of the one of the top ones that I love the most. Um, everywhere I go, everything that I do in FFA is just a great time. Uh, the people around me are just great people, and the opportunities it can provide you is just amazing. Three outstanding young ladies. So I always say, good kids doing good things. Chippewa Falls FFA. Congratulations! A great great banquet, biggest one ever. Hey, we're going to talk to Rocky, see how big the sale run was yesterday over at Premier Livestock. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you. Rocky is with us. How you doing, Rocky? Doing good. Doing good. Now, the snow's got to be gone now over there in Lublin, yeah. even in the corners of the woods. Finally, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine those fields are still a little bit greasy and sloppy, huh? Yeah, but boy, there's there's you got the right ground. There's still a lot with lots of work going on. Yep, yep. So, getting ready for it. And, yep. Yeah. So do it safely. It's a busy time of the year. How busy were you yesterday at the sale barn? Uh, 
thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday, Wednesday, dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold right at 300 head of dairy cattle. Uh, three complete herd dispersals. Top quality Supreme cows sold strong. Uh, top end fresh cows brought 1850 to 2700. Uh, we had one load of 25 fresh two year olds off one farm, average 2275. Uh, the more average type cows, they were a little lower yesterday with so many farmers in the fields or getting ready for field work. Uh, but uh, Nice crowd on hand despite that yet, and uh, lots of Internet buyers yesterday bidding strong. Uh, many, are, many other more average-type cows from 1,400 to 18 and a quarter. Uh, top spring and heifers, 15 to 2,000. We've seen an extreme top at 2,200. Uh, those lesser quality, plainer and blemish cows and spring and heifers, 1,375 and down. Uh, next week, uh, Wednesday dairy cattle auction, several loads of young parlor freestall cows. i got one group of all them are going to be all registered. Also next week, Tuesday, is going to be our special feeder cattle auction. Uh, got an excellent selection also of uh, beef breeding bulls. It'll be a special beef breeding bull auction, uh, bred cow auction. If you got bulls to consign, make sure you give us a call. Uh, we'll get you in the sale order there and get the, a listing of what you got. Uh, very important there for marketing your animals. Also, don't forget uh, machinery auction. That's coming up June 16th, guys. I mean, this machinery is rolling in for this sale. Uh, just like I say, make sure. I mean, we got plenty of time to get some stuff in, guys, but I would not waste any time getting equipment in because we are likely to uh, fill up fast for this next upcoming sale. So, like I said, any questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, check our website, Premier Livestock. Auctions.com, and that's the way things are shaping up, Bob. Wow. That's still a month away, and you're filling up already. Yeah, but, you know, by the time you get it, your advertising out and all your papers and stuff, yep, it's, yep. It's, it takes a while. Oh, you know? it certainly but, does. All right. Well, I was going to say stay warm, but I don't think that'll be a problem today. <laughs> no, it's sure nice to say, ain't it? Uh, it sure is. Talk to you sure. later, Rock. Thanks. There he goes. And let's take a look at uh, Rocky Olson over there. And his markets brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to Skywarn 13 and check out our weather forecast. Mike Dandry is over there. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Robert. I heard a rumor that you turned your air conditioner on. Well, yeah, I did. Why? It was too hot in the house. I like my house between 65 and 68. Open the windows. Uh, it was not going to be 65 to 68 degrees if I opened the windows when it hit 79 yesterday, Bob. It wasn't my house. Get ventilation, get a fan going, you're good to go. Well, I, I tried that, and that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't help, too, that uh, there, I had some raised flower beds that I was taking. They're filled, overgrown with straw. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, I'm taking that out, and I'm just burning it in my fire pit. And so, of course, I'm starting to sweat outside just because of that. Well, good for you. You've worked up a sweat. That's a good, hard-working man. And today's not going to be a bad day to do things outside either, is it? Nope. I'll be back in the yard and probably enjoying that line and kugels again afterwards, kind of like I did yesterday. But, uh, yeah, we'll have some showers this morning. But going into the latter half of the morning, early afternoon, we'll see those intervals of clouds and sun yet again, getting back into the upper 70s. Now, tonight, a few more clouds will start to roll in, and this will eventually give way to a few chances at some showers through the weekend. Now, the good news out of this is that it's not looking like a washout, and in fact, recent trends are pulling back on some of those chances at some showers, but they'll still be present through about Sunday early afternoon. We do cool it off through the weekend, Saturday likely into the low 70s, and Sunday into the mid-60s for our highs, but then we clear out Sunday night, and... 
Well, for Monday, we'll be back into the mid-70s with plenty of sunshine. More sunshine on Tuesday, getting into the low 70s. And very similar for Wednesday, upper 60s and low 70s, still some abundant sunshine. But right now, we do have some clouds out there with a temperature of 56 degrees in Eau Claire. Pretty nice morning. It really is a nice morning. Nice day. This uh, feels good, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. We've been waiting for this for how long now? Uh, too long. <laughs> yes. Too long. Thanks, Michael. You bet. Have a good one. There he goes. Mike Dandrio there in the weather room taking a look at that uh, forecast, which is pretty darn nice. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're about 21 minutes now before 6 o'clock. We've got uh, a lot of sale barn activity to get to this morning and uh, more farm news and uh, regular news. Our uh, news expert, Morgan McCarthy, is with us this morning. Tell us what's going on. Morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. An update with one of the two teenagers wanted for Fond du Lac's triple shooting now behind bars. Police say 14-year-old Parisi Larry Jr. turned himself in early yesterday morning. Uh, he was wanted for the shooting death of a 20-year-old woman and the shootings of two neighbors who police say were hit by stray bullets. The other suspect in that case, 17-year-old Antonio Johnston, remains on the loose. Investigators saying it looked like the two opened fire during a picnic at an apartment complex on Sunday. Meanwhile, a former Western Wisconsin postal worker will spend the next three years on probation for stealing $26,000 from the post office. It was a federal judge in Madison yesterday that handed that sentence down to 45-year-old Megan Torres from Elma. Investigators say she would write bad checks for postal money orders at the office that she managed in Nelson. Then she was caught when one of those checks bounced and came back to postal inspectors. Torres told the judge she used the money to cover for her husband, who lost his job during the coronavirus outbreak. As we look into other headlines, it was pen to paper from the governor's desk, and now some new laws on the books, both dealing with carjacking and reckless driving. As Governor Evers signed two new laws yesterday, the carjacking law adds 20 years to the sentence for someone taking a car at gunpoint, and the old sentence was 40 years now. Anyone convicted of carjacking in our state can be sent to prison for up to 60 years. The reckless driving law doubles the fines and potential jail time for all manner of reckless driving, with the governor saying he hopes both laws make Wisconsin's streets safer. Well, looking to Mother Nature, a maple leaf crosses the border. A Canadian mining company approval to drill for copper and gold in parts of northern Wisconsin. This month, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources authorized Greenlight Wisconsin's plans to drill several holes at six sites in the Bend deposit that's kind of northwest of Taylor County. The company says it plans to drill for about the next 10 weeks. Giannis gets some love. Now the most decorated Bucks player in team history. Giannis has earned a unanimous spot on the All-Star team as the league released its All-NBA team winners yesterday, and Giannis was top of that list. If you're keeping track, you'll need more than one hand. It's his seventh straight All-NBA nod and his fourth straight first team selection. And how about we take it out to the doghouse for a while? There's a winner from the blue carpet. Going to get fancy with a Westminster and a best-in-show win. You ain't nothing but a hound Winner Buddy Holly may be nothing but a hound dog, but he's a French breed with a fancy, tough-to-pronounce name, Petit Basset Griffon Vendéine, or PBGV for short. The adorable long-haired six-year-old who lives in California is the first of his breed to snag the purple ribbon of the Westminster Kennel Club show. The 147th competition was held in New York, as always, but for the first time at the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in Queens. I'm Sarah Lee Kessler. But of course, our our best in show top dog here is Bob Bolsol that we better go find him back in the barn with your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Oh, thank you, Morgan. Hey, that dog that won the Westminster Kennel Club show, 
part owned by Tim McGraw. Did you know that? Yeah, we, we tell you things that uh, you you don't really care about either. But Tim McGraw has a half interest in that dog, and I guess they got a a bunch of them. He and Faith Hill at their house. So uh, obviously, pretty good dogs. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And before we get to the markets, one other story that I want to share with you. I told you about Brazil. They are in this country learning how to irrigate so they can grow not two corn crops, but three corn crops to offset our exports. Our corn exports are off 31% for this marketing year already. Part of that because of the big Brazilian crops, even their second crop, their Sofina crop, has been huge, and now they want to irrigate. But over in Holland, the Dutch government has gotten the okay from the European Union to buy out Dutch farmers. They say that will reduce carbon emissions across the country. The plan calls for the government to take 1.5 billion euros to compensate farmers who voluntarily close farms located near nature preserves. About 3,000 farms, mostly livestock operations, would be eligible for those buyouts. The Dutch government says the plan would uh, help cut nitrogen dioxide and ammonia emissions by 50% by 2023. Science shows that uh, cattle don't emit that much carbon as uh, a lot of people think. But Dutch farmers don't like the plan and they've been protesting such moves since back in 2019. They also say it will hurt the country's balance of trade since the Netherlands. And did you know this? The Netherlands is the world's second largest exporter of agricultural products behind only United States with foreign sales over 122 billion euros last year. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got to get to the markets. It's 13 minutes before 6 o'clock and a lot of sale barn activity yesterday. Let's go to Barron. Brittany has the numbers from their sale. For fed cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 145 to 155. Choice Holstein steers sold 130 to 144, and unfinished steers and heifers were 129 and down. As for cull cows, the top 20% sold from a dollar to a dollar ten. 60% sold from 71 to 99, and the bottom 20% sold 70 and down. As for our cull bulls, they sold from a dollar to a dollar and seven, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. We have a back to the farm sale on May 20th. Now that it looks like summer might stick around, we already have some chickens, goats, sheep, and feeder cattle consigned to that sale. More market activity from the sale barns. This time we go to equity down at Sparta. Hear what Hud Eman has to say about yesterday's sale. Fed cattle selling steady to stronger today with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers 174 to 183 with the top of 184 and a half. Choice and select beef steers and heifers 158 to 173. The beef and dairy cross steers 150 to 165. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers, 148 to 155. Choice and Select Holstein Steers, 137 to 147 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Steers, 136 and down. Cow Market Stronger with the Highland Cows, a dollar to a dollar 15 with a top of 126. The Cutters and Utilities, 84 to 99 with the Low Yielding and Canner Cows, 48 to 83 cents. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar 15 with a top of 119 with a thin, full and bulls over a ton discounted. At 99 cents and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, May 15th, starting at 12.30 with sheep and goats, followed by hogs, calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut M to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. For those who work in acres... 
not an hour's. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And over to the Equity Stratford barn we go. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You buying your tickets yet for the World Series for the Brewers? Well, no, Bob, I tell you what, I think the Twins got a better chance than the Brewers. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be a Twins-Brewers World Series, but, uh, yeah, the Brewers are in a funk right now, so hopefully they can shake out of it. they got to get some of their good pitching back, and, you know, Burns and Woodruff and Peralta have to get going, and, you know, boy, oh, boy, well, Miley. Miley was started out good, and then he got roughed up a little bit, so, but they got to get some hitting. I mean, this Kristen Yelich, wow, he's... You, He's not it's pretty hard paycheck. To, it's pretty hard to win ball games when you only score one run. You got that right. But, well, let's have you hit a home run this morning here. Give us the results of the sale yesterday. Yeah, markets are very good. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Uh, lighter weight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from 165 to 205. Uh, about all the rest of the beef steers, about all the rest of the weights of the beef steers, selling from 130 to 185. Lighter weight beef heifers yesterday, mostly 155 to 195. And again, about all the rest of the beef heifers, about all those other ones from 128 to 150. On the Holstein line yesterday, lighter weight Holstein steers, uh, selling mostly from $1.20 to $1.48. Rest of the Holsteins, about all the rest of the weights Holsteins from $1.12 to $1.40. And uh, now we're moving to the market auction yesterday. Cows continue to be in very good demand. High yielding fleshy and Holstein and beef cows yesterday selling from 94 to a top of $1.10. Uh, most of the cows yesterday from 73 to 93. Uh, thinner cows, plainer cows below 72. On the uh, fed cattle trade, very strong market again. Continues on the fed cattle choice grading Holstein steers uh, selling mostly from $1.38 to $1.55. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins, 155 to 163. Select underfinished cattle, 130 and below. Uh, summary on the calf market so far this week. Better quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from 150 to 300. Uh, we did top so far this week on the bull calves at 365. Heifer calves are uh, mostly from 40 to 90, a few over a buck on uh, earlier in the week, up to $1.35. Beef calves, very strong again, 250 to 500. Uh, we did see a top on Monday on those at 590. So we are at Thursday already. Our auctions this morning starts at 11 o'clock. Uh, full market day, of course, all market cattle, fed cattle, market bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those, oh, 12, 1230 this afternoon. Just uh, look ahead to next week here at Stratford. Our next hay auction will be next Tuesday. Also, our next dairy cattle sale, also next Tuesday. And, folks, you got cattle to consign, let us know. We'll put them on the list for you. And, uh, well, Bob, I was out and about yesterday, a lot of stuff going on. And a uh, few folks out there, especially on the higher ground, uh, starting to do a little bit of, little bit of field work. But, uh Heavy, wet soils, it's going to be a bit yet. Yeah, it takes a while. Maybe some sunshine and a little breeze to dry it up. But uh, every day we're getting a little more done. Hopefully we all do it safely as well. I know when it gets a little bit later on, we get in a hurry. But uh, do it safely. Hey, you have a good day. We'll talk to you in the morning. I'll tell you one thing that ain't slowing down, and that's the grass on the lawn. <laughs> or the dandelions in the grasses either. All right. Well, you go dig them. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's wrap up the grain and dairy markets, courtesy of Synergy Co-op over there in Ridgeland. Board of Trade was mixed yesterday ahead of tomorrow's USDA May report. Uh, crop production, world agriculture, supply and demand, those sorts of things. Also, some good planning progress around the country. 
But uh, corn was higher yesterday during the day trade. Overnight down three cents for July at five ninety. The oats down three to four at three thirty three. Wheat down six at six thirty five. Soybeans for July down six below fourteen dollars at thirteen ninety seven. Meal down ninety cents a ton four hundred eighteen dollars and sixty cents. At the country elevators today, Northside Elevator and Loyal corn five seventy three beans thirteen sixty two. Arcadia five seventy nine beans thirteen seventy one. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville, corn 561, beans at 1362. DTN screen shows Golden Plump has corn today at 585. Baldwin, 549 and 1347. Duran, their corn is also 549, beans 1342. Mondovi and Elmwood both have corn at 553, beans 1347. 538 the corn price in Fall Creek, 1322 for the beans in Osseo. 566 and 1347. Elk Mound corn 558, beans 1352 at Sparta. 569 and 1323. Ellsworth corn 538, beans 1322. Ethanol plants corn at Boyceville today 595. Stanley 591. New Richmond 588. Barrel cheese up two yesterday 153 and a half. Blocks up five and three quarters a dollar 67. Butter unchanged 239 and a half. Class three a little higher yesterday. May up six at sixteen forty six. June back over seventeen dollars, up thirty one cents at seventeen nineteen. July up twenty two at seventeen eighty seven. August up nine at eighteen fifty four. And September up two at nineteen oh six. Cloudy early showers from the west, but uh, they'll break up and uh, go away later on this morning. Cloudy, partly sunny today. Later on, high about seventy nine. Partly sunny tomorrow, seventy nine. Saturday, partly sunny in 76. Mother's Day, though, a chance of rain. High of only 65. We're a very nice 54 degrees right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.